him for a mission. A snap. Winston sells the play action fake again. Look sideline. Bay route toward the corner. End zone. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Happy Monday. It is our final show here for the 2019 season live from Hooters on Hillsboro. And I am so excited to be joined by none other than Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee, wide receiver, Mike Evans. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. No problem at all. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited. to get. There's so much we can talk about. And uh, I have to start with, with the Pro Bowl. You got another nod. Was that exciting for you to get to hear? Absolutely. Um, uh, it's, a, it's more special because, you know, my, my – my running mate, my my, my partner in crime, uh, CG12, uh, got the nod as well. And uh, the first Bucks receivers to do that. So, um, you know, he, he had a hell of a season. And, uh, you know, I'm honored to be mentioned uh, with, with some of the best. Yeah, I mean, for you two to have the kind of season that you had together and both get the Pro Bowl nod, like that is not only are you guys the first Bucks receivers to do it, but that's just uncommon in general for yep. two guys at the same position from the same team because – to be sharing that many plays and still be producing like that is incredible. How do you feel like you guys were able to both individually have such strong performances to get a nod like that? Uh, we, we work really hard, uh, you know, at what we do. And uh, we knew it was a possibility. Um, we know it's hard because there's a lot of great receivers. And, uh, you know, us being on the same team, it would have been difficult for us to both get the nod. But, you know, some games he would get really hot and some games I'd get really hot. And uh, Jameis, you know, we work with Jameis, you know, week in, week out. And, um he likes feeding us the ball, so it worked out for us. What are some of your favorite Pro Bowl moments or memories from the past? You've already gotten to go a couple times now. Oh, just, it's, it's an awesome time, especially in Orlando, so close. A lot of Tampa Bucks fans come show love. Um, my family gets to be there and experience that and be around some of the best athletes in the world. Uh, it's just a great time. Have you done Disney with, with the, the little girls since you've been doing it? Yeah, we went twice. Um, you know, each year they get a little bit older. They start to understand a little bit more. They, they love it. Um, they also do a universal tour for all the families and players, and it's awesome. They shut it down, ride any any ride you want, uh, free drinks, free food. People be, like, you know, getting sick out there, though. They eat, <laughs> eat and drink too much. They, they ride the roller coasters. I'm one of those guys. You, you've you know, had this happen to you. I have drinks, I eat, and then I get on a ride, and I throw up, and then I get on another Just ride. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Though. That's some dedication right there. Yeah, it's fun. I'm also picturing all, like, six foot five of you on It's a Small World, and it's a great idea. Does this happen? It's awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, how about Shaq making the bowl for the first time? How how cool has that been to watch the kind of season that he's had? Oh, phenomenal season, man. Um, you know, in training camp, I knew right away that he was going to be a good player for us. Um, you know, I was surprised to see that he was playing in the fourth preseason game. You know, usually the, the starters and, the, and the, the better players on the team don't really, you know, play in the fourth preseason game. And, uh, you know, he dominated in that fourth preseason game, didn't play much, but when he was in, he dominated, and then it carried over to the season. And, uh, you know, he's having one of the best seasons uh, for a defender this year. And how cool is that for you to, to have multiple teammates from both sides of the ball? I mean, there have been some years that, you know, I think you, you might be one of the only guys out there representing the team. To start seeing that more guys on our team are, are getting the recognition like that. It means we're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, it, it's cool to see guys get what they deserve. Um, you know, uh, the Pro Bowl night and things like that. And once we start winning more, guys that deserve recognition will get that. Uh, like my boy Levante David, obviously, uh, he's been slept on since he got in the league. Uh, he's one of the best players in the league, hands down. 
uh, one of the hardest workers, and uh, he gets snubbed a lot of years. But uh, once we start winning, I think he, him and a lot of other guys will get the credit they deserve. That was actually going to be my next question. Do you think it's just because we haven't been winning as much? Is that the reason he's not getting it, or is there something about that that position? You think that he's just well, not getting the recognition? I mean, in Tampa, like you know, we haven't been winning. We we got to win. Once we start winning, those things will come. Um, if you look at the numbers, he's just as good or better than every you know inside backer this season, and he doesn't get the nod. You know, so. At that point, it has to either be a popularity contest or guys just aren't paying attention. Right. Uh, how about the the young DBs on the team that I know that you go against them, especially you know earlier in, in training camp and, and preseason and things like that. And um, how has it been to watch their growth and, yeah. and to just have a, a such a young group back there to, to watch them mature? Man, when when I was watching them this past game against the Texans, who have stud receivers, they played absolutely lights out. Our DBs and that's what I've expected from them, um, you know, early on practicing against them in the spring, uh, how physical they are, how much energy they bring, and they love the game of football. Um, you know, just took some time. You know, uh, they're, they're young guys. Even even Carlton, uh, who I feel is one of our best corners, I feel like he's, he's still young, and uh, he's going to be a great player in this league. I have no doubt about that. But I knew Dean and, and, and Sean were, were going to be uh, really good players, and uh, they're showing that late in the season. Yeah, what are some of their individual uh, strengths of, you know, when you've had to go against each of those guys at some point in time that um, you've really seen, you know, whether it's Sean Murphy-Bunting, Jamel Dean, Carlton, even Mike Edwards, take, De- take us through those Dean guys. And, Dean and Carlton are, are similar in size. You know, they're like 6'2 corners, really long arms, uh, physical, can run. Uh, Sean is more of a finesse corner uh, with, with better ball skills than those guys. Um, they complement each other well when they're out there. Uh, but it's tough to go against those big, long corners that can run and like to get physical. And Carlton and Dean can do that. Is that the hardest kind of corner for you personally to go against? Because it, you're already so yeah. big and long that it kind of negates a little bit of some of your strengths maybe? I feel in the past uh, bigger, more physical corners uh, do a better against me at times. I feel like I can handle all of them. But <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, that's <laughs> – Here and there when I'm, a little, when I'm a little dinged up, they can give me the more physical corners – they're, they're, they're a little more tough because if it's a small, quicker corner, I can just beat them with size no matter what. Uh, how about – I know you, you you talked about how you feel like you can beat anybody, that you – no matter what, that there's no guy that's going to be able to stop you. You are probably one of the most competitive people I have ever been around in my life. Where has where does that come from? When when did that start? It started early, man. Um, I don't know if it was from my pops or, or just where I'm from. Um, I just always loved video games. I loved sports. Uh, just anything I was doing, I wanted to be the best at it. Climbing a tree back in Galveston, Texas. I'm climbing up trees the highest. I'm running running barefoot down the street the fastest. You know, I just always wanted to, you know, try to win whatever it was. And uh, that's just how I've been. And are, does this include trash talk? Does the competitiveness? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah shit. I, I love to trash talk. Um, I've toned it down the past few years because – it takes a lot of energy to trash talk, <laughs> and uh, I need all the energy I can get. Um, you know, I'm running deep a lot. I'm playing in Tampa. It's hot as hell. I need I need that energy. So I've toned down on the trash talk a little bit, but if a corner or somebody on the uh, opposite team jaws at me, I'm going to jaw right back. So it's, it sounds like you've just – you started a little bit less, but if someone else starts it, oh, you're, yeah. you're going to – I'm not going back down. Yeah. And when you trash talk, I, want, I always love the idea – do you – pre-plan things you're gonna say like how does it even how do you even know what you're gonna say how does it how does it come it out it just of comes moment? with years of just doing it <laughs> you know i can't really say all the things that craft. i say it's a lot of cuss words 
it's a lot of, you know, just talking a lot of trash. There's a lot of cuss words involved that I can't say right now. <laughs> but uh, it's just an art to it. There it is really an art. Is, yeah. Okay, how about other guys on our team? Who are the trash talkers on our team? We don't got many trash talkers, honestly. I mean, Jensen likes to stir some shit up. And, uh, you know, he gets real physical after the play. And he, he likes to dump people. But he doesn't talk as much trash. You know, a lot of guys talk trash to him. And uh, you know, I love playing with Jensen, just man. He gets under people's skin yeah. so much. <laughs> Uh, and you like you like having guys like that oh, on the absolutely. offense. You, you hate it when they're on the other team. You love it when they're on your team. Absolutely. That sounds about right. We're talking to wide receiver Mike Evans. Uh, we were talking about some of those young DBs. Um, how about Devin White being asked to come in and, you know, first-round draft pick and not only be stepping into a big role just, you know, on the field, but the way he's asked to be a leader of the defense, you yeah. know, to be that quarterback of the defense. How have you seen him handle that role? Oh, he's, he's crushing it, man. Um, he's real critical of himself. Um he gives off all, like, positive vibes all day. He's so happy, man, all the time. And I don't know if that's just him being a rookie and having a lot of juice or what, man. But he's all, he, he always has energy. He's always having fun. He's not a crotchety old man He's always man talking like about you. how he loves football, and he's always talking about football. And, uh, you know, he's just fun to be around, man. He's, he's making me feel younger, even though I'm still young, but he's making me feel young again. I mean, in football years, you know, you're you're yeah. old now, right? Like it's like dog years, like you're yeah, like I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of the road, I guess. <laughs> um, how about your leadership skills of, you know, what you feel like you've gotten asked to do at this point because you have been in the league for several years now. Mm. Do you feel the need to be a vocal leader on the team or lead by example? What's your leadership style? Uh, just whatever comes, man. We have a lot of guys on this team that, you know, are vocal. And they lead in, diff- in different ways uh, with how they prepare and how they work. Um, I-, I would say Levante is our most vocal leader uh, in the past couple couple seasons, um, and he-, he does it well. You know, he gets right to the point and and lets people know what it is. And um, you know, he's been here the longest, so I feel like that's a that's a great role for him to have, and he des- he's deserving of that role, and he does a great job at it. You know, I I lead guys on the offense um, and the defense as well at times. Uh, just being an older guy and, and a, a guy on the team that, you know, some people look up to. So I just try to do my best in that, in that aspect and, uh, you know, show love to my teammates when I can. How about uh, favorite DBs to go against? Who are the people that you get really excited to go play against? I like playing against, like, teams that play a lot of man coverage. You know, a team that I know is going to double team me and, and play cover two the whole game. You know, uh, I don't really – I look forward to the one-on-one matchups. You know, this is the NFL, best versus the best. And I'm trying to go against the best and, uh, you know, prove that I can beat them. So any team that's playing a lot of man coverage. So this past season, the Giants played a lot of man coverage, Titans, Seahawks. Who else played a lot of man coverage against us? Not not very many teams. Not very, because they know better. Yeah, <laughs> they, not they're very starting many to learn. Teams, but. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We still have plenty more here with wide receiver Mike Evans, live from Hooters on Hillsboro on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications, live from Hooters. Your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Thanks again for being with us here on this Monday afternoon. We are live from Hooters on Hillsboro. This is our final show of 2019. Thanks to everyone that's been coming out each week, and it has been awesome already having wide receiver Mike Evans here with us tonight. So much to talk about. So, all right, uh, we talked a little bit about some of the DBs you love to go against. Uh, how about the wide receivers that you grew up 
watching and, and rooting for and the ones that maybe even now you, you like to watch that are in the league now? Uh, growing up, uh, I watched all of the Pey Peyton Manning's receivers, uh, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Brandon Stokely. Uh, you know, Peyton Manning was my favorite player, so I always used to watch those guys. But my favorite receiver to watch in the whole league was Randy Moss. Um, shit, everybody loved to watch Randy Moss. He was a freak of nature. Um, he could do it all, man. He could go deep, catch underneath. I know who that is. And, um, you know, he just was uh, uh, unbelievable to watch. And uh, I would say, yeah, he's, he's the best receiver of all time as well, in my opinion, Randy Moss. Wow. And he was just unbelievable to watch back then. So the fact that you and Randy Moss are now the only players to have over 1,000 yards in your first six seasons, mm -hmm. how, and you've, you've already had a lot of accolades in your career. Where did that one stand in the excitement level for you, the importance to you of, of getting to that one since you were such a big fan of his? Uh, it's, a, it's a great accomplishment. Um, you know, it means consistency, you know, since I've been in the league. And, you know, I, but I've been given a, a lot of opportunity as well. So, uh, you, know, you know, God – blessed me enough to stay healthy all those seasons and um you know i just had the opportunities to, to make the plays you know and I, I worked hard for it and uh, I, I look forward to continuing the streak for as long as i can play do you think you still have room to grow as a player or mm -hmm. it, do you think that i mean it, it seems like you couldn't possibly be any better i mean you're already incredible so do you feel like you yeah. still have room to grow oh, of course of course um I can limit some of the concentration drops i'll have like once every few games like i'll be wide open and i'll, I'll drop it uh, trying to run before I catch um, and yards after catch I can be a little a little better in that aspect uh, just looking to prove each year on that um, and getting in and out of my breaks you know I, I've been improving each year um, you know I can feel it um, the numbers show a little bit that I, I've been getting a little bit better um, but you know I just look forward to improving next year and I, I can't wait for next season and for you, what would you want to be known for at the end of your career? What would you want either fellow players to say about you, fans to say about you, coaches to say about you? What, what will that be? I mean, I don't really care what they say as long as it's something good. <laughs> I, I, I prefer it to be something good, you know, obviously. Um, you know, I try to play the game the right way. I try to be a great teammate and a hard worker. Um, try to give back to my communities. And, um, you know, hopefully when it's all said and done, they'll be saying good stuff. Yeah, but and you, you, you can't. You can't make everybody happy, though, that in this is game. True. So. That is true. And speaking of you doing things the right way, uh, you are the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Buccaneers, which is an amazing honor and, and very, very much deserved uh, for you. Exactly. That's right. So um, what, what did that honor mean to you when you heard that you were going to be the nominee? Oh, that, that speaks volumes right there, man. It's just getting notoriety for something that you grow up doing. You, I've always dreamed to be in this position and, uh, you know, being – being in this position to give back and uh, having this platform and um you know uh, i had a lot of a lot of help along the way and um i try to just you know keep giving back and uh, just helping people that need help you know because i had a lot of help to get here and you are doing a great job of that i mean for people who don't know uh you have the mike evans family foundation so tell everybody a little bit about what that supports uh well we, we started this, the mike evans family foundation three years ago uh me and my wife uh we want to give uh, underprivileged kids who make who are making good grades, college scholarships. Uh, we feel that you know education is very important, and uh, you know if you're working hard, then you should you deserve to go to college, uh, and that'll help you set up your future. So, and we also help families that suffer from domestic violence. Um, you know, it's 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 been a part of my my uh, history. Uh, my wife's family went through the same thing. Uh, just something that's near and dear to our heart. So we try to help you know families that suffer from domestic violence as well. 
And your, one of your big events just happened about a week ago that you have the fundraiser part that's your bowling event, but then you bring kids uh, to the Buccaneers facility. Mm-hmm. You give them a tour, give them presents. Uh, what, what has that been like now? You've done that for a couple years, and, and what do you love about that event? Oh, that's great. You know, um, we choose kids, deserving kids, to come have a Christmas, Christmas uh, you know, day at the Bucks facility, give them a tour, give them everything on their Christmas list that they asked for. And, uh, you know, try to make it easier on their parents because uh, their kids are working hard. So we're just you know, trying to, you know, show them that hard work will pay off. And it's just a magical time. You know, the kids open up the presents, their eyes light up. Some of them cry. Some of the parents are crying. Uh, it's just an awesome feeling. And uh, you, you've always – it's not just the big foundation events. And this is something that I feel like just because I get to be around at the Bucks facility a lot that I see – you do so many little things that most fans and people don't even know about. Like, for example, you're you're usually one of the last, if not the last guys out signing autographs after training camp when it's been 1,000 degrees and you've run a million deep routes and I'm sure you're very ready to get in the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to you to do even those little things, not just even the, the big foundation stuff, but those little interactions? Uh, because I was a, I was a fan, um, you know, growing up. I, I'm still a fan um, of the game. And if I, got, if I saw one of my favorite players – uh, I would hope that, you know, he would want to stay and sign, sign autographs, um, you know, just want to be able to meet somebody that I look up to. And, uh, you know, I'm in that position now, and I understand that. Uh, I have kids looking up to me. And uh, especially if, I, if I'm not hurting, uh, it's no inconvenience for me. If I'm not hurting or I'm not really tired after practice, I don't mind signing until they make me stop. Um, just, you know, getting, getting to all the fans means a lot, you know. Um, without them, this game wouldn't even be possible. Um, so I just try to, you know, show my gratitude to them by doing things like that. We're talking wide receiver Mike Evans, and since you have had so many fan interactions, I imagine there have also been some sort of maybe weird ones. Have you ever been asked to sign anything weird, or what are some of the weirdest interactions <laughs> on the street or just randomly with fans that you've had? You definitely are uh, one of the more recognizable athletes around here, so I'm sure it happens. Yeah, I'm not, like, rock star famous or anything like that, <laughs> but I, do, I am asked to sign things, weird things. Uh, I've signed like chess before <laughs> like not like the breast part but like women older women want me to sign their chest um and I, I admit i have done that before um people's skin i don't like signing people's skin but some kids just just beg me to sign their skin like so their arms so i'll sign their arm or something like that and then you wonder how and long like they go without forehead shot. before forehead nice. yeah i think it was a joke but you know i, I did it anyway so it was in permanent like, marker yeah i don't like signing people's skin so that's always the weirdest thing <laughs> that's pretty funny um how about you talked about you were a fan and therefore you you wish that people would assign you know if you would wanted autographs. Who were the players that have you had starstruck moments like when you first maybe got into the league or mm-hmm. guys that when you got out there you were like oh my gosh that's so and so. Shit, my my two favorite athletes, um, D Wade and Peyton Manning. I met Peyton Manning for the first time uh, at the Super Bowl events. It was a Super Bowl bowling event um, in Arizona. The Super Bowl in Arizona is yeah, the Super Bowl in Arizona in 2015 uh, after my rookie season. And I got to meet Peyton. And I was a little starstruck, man. I, I really was. Um, he was the nicest guy ever. Uh, he, he's, he said he watched me play. And uh, he was impressed with my game. And uh, that, that just meant the world to me. And then my wife surprised me with um, courtside seats to the, was the Rockets and Bulls when D-Wade was with the uh, Bulls. And uh, it was right before the Super Bowl. And D-Wade's my favorite athlete of all time. Like, if I had to choose one athlete to watch his highlights for the rest of my life, it would be Dwayne Wade. Why? Because, um, well, just the way he carried himself, the way he played the game, uh, what he did off the court, 
he's a great father. Like I liked everything about him you know, from early, from early, um, from early on. Uh, my favorite athlete. But at the game, he walked up to me before um, before the before tip off, and uh, I, I was drinking a little cranberry vodka, and uh, so I was already, you know, what I'm saying I was a little tipsy, <laughs> and he came up to me, and he dabbed me up, and he, he whispered in my ear. He said, keep doing your thing, man, and all this and that, and, and showing love to me. And, uh, you know, I almost teared up a little bit. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really Dwayne Wade. You know, a guy I looked up to, a guy, like, whose games I watched. When he lost, I cried. Like, that's how into sports I was, and that's how big of a fan I was of his. And so for him to know who I was was, was the best. And, uh, you know, he balled that game, too. Uh, it was great meeting Dwayne Wade for the first that time. That is incredible. Yeah. What a cool story. Um have you had guys have that moment with you where, like, they've come up, like, where, you know, new guys in the league now are coming up, like, man, I, I, grew, I was watching you. Yeah, I, I get that, uh, but not in that, like, They're not type. tearing yeah, up they're when not they tearing meet you. Up or, or anything they're like not that, a wuss like you, you know, that's yeah, some, <laughs> some guys that are, like, a, a year or two in, they, they said they watched me and, and things like that when I was in college and when I was, I've been in the league. So it means a lot, you know, that the younger receivers out there are, are looking up to me. So I got to keep, you know, keep putting on for them. Did that make you feel old when they say things like that? Like I was no, nah, not yet. You know, I'm only 26. But I got I got a lot of balls. They left haven't in said me. things like <laughs> they haven't said things like I grew up watching you. That's when I feel like it switches to you being like, oh my gosh. Like, well, well, kids like in high school now say that, and yeah. like I grew up watching you, and some kids in college, but none in the league yet. Nobody in the league. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's a whole new level. Um, how about for you this this year, having Bruce Arians come in as, as your head coach, and what did you maybe know about him before he came in, and then your impressions of him this this year? Man, I love B.A., man. He, he does a really good job of, like, handling the schedule of practice and things like that, giving us off on Christmas, uh, just doing little things like that to, to, to make the players buy in even more. Uh, he's really, really good at those things. Uh, he's straightforward. He doesn't, like, overdo the meetings or anything. Like, he's he's a great coach, man, and we're very lucky to have him. That's cool. And what about Byron Leftwich? you know, being your offensive coordinator? That um, How unique is it to have a guy that played – in the NFL so recently and then yeah. played in BA's system. What did that do for you yeah, guys? Yeah, he's fresh out the league, so it's, it feels like he's our teammate. But, you know, he has that authority and we have that respect with him that, you know, he's still our coach, but he's still like a player out there. Um, he understands us, so it's easy for him to get the point across. Like, it's real easy for him. Um, he's, he did a hell of a job this season. Uh, looking forward to a, an explosive last game to finish off strong. And then uh, next year um, – Hopefully we're the best offense in the league and, and the best team in the league because uh, that's what we can do. And, um, you know, we just have to carry this momentum over to next year. Is that possible? I, you always hear people say that at the end of the season of how, you know, getting wins at the end of the year carries over. It causes, you know, some positive vibes, momentum, whatever. Do you feel that? Is that a real tangible thing, like, going into the next year? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, it's hard to win in this league as it is. Uh, but to know that you can win late in the season when guys are banged up, uh, it shows that you can compete. Because uh, you have to, it's a it's a battle, battling you know playing 16 games, uh, you get little injuries here and there that people never know about, and uh, sometimes it's hard to play. But knowing that you can win late in the, in the season, it means a lot. So we should win early when we're fresh, and then you know play better at the end of the season too. Yeah, and speaking of those injuries, they just hit your wide receiver room like the plague. Yeah. And we're talking about we didn't know hamstrings were contagious. And uh, how what has it been like to watch some of these other guys have to step up and you know, when, when so many of you guys in one position room have gone down, yep. there have been a lot of guys called upon in, in ways that they had never even been practicing potentially. Yeah, so what has that been like to watch, and how have you maybe tried to help guys be in a position to be ready to play? 
I mean, they're, they're, they're professionals. You know, our, our receiver room is as professional and as good as it gets in this league. Um, obviously, me, CG, and and Scotty don't want to be out. We want to be out there playing. Um, I don't give I don't give a damn if we're not in the playoffs. I'm a, I'm a pro athlete. I'm paid to play. And uh, you know, week in week out, people are coming to the games. You know, a lot of 13 jerseys in the stands. They want to see me play, and I want to play. But um, you know, a weird injury happened. Uh, never been hurt like this late in the season. Um, you know, CG and Scotty as well. Uh, just some some weird injuries happened, and um, you know the guys stepped up great. Uh, BP, J. Watt, Ish. You know, all all our guys are stepping up and, and making plays, and uh, you know they're professionals. And how has your uh, connection with Jameis been this year, and how have you seen him working on on what he's trying to do, and just the way that you two have been able to connect? Oh man, I mean, we've been we've been doing this for a while now. Um, you know, we we obviously could have had a better season if I was able to finish finish it off but uh you know i feel like our connection is growing you know each year and uh you know he, he developed a, a relationship with cg now and a connection with cg that you know we're all going to be deadly now like we're all going to be deadly uh just we need to be a little more consistent uh, especially me and uh we can do that and tune some things up in the off season and we'll be fine and how about your uh, your wide receiver coaches? I know that uh, you have a coach that's been with BA for a bit, and then you also have Antoine Randall-L. That's got to be kind of cool that he's played in the league and uh, had such a prolific career. What was that like to, to get a chance to work with him and just overall what the, what the wide receiver coaches have been able to bring to you? Oh, man, it's a, it's a really tight-knit group. Um, you know, a very, a very spiritual group. Um, we, we like a lot of the same things. Um, we're all close in age. Um, this is a really tight group, and uh, we've been building that camaraderie since OTAs. And uh, it's been fun playing this season. You know, like you said, all three of us went down, and the other guys have just stepped up. And it's been fun watching them play. Obviously, we want to be out there, but it's still fun to watch them get the opportunities that they deserve and that, that they work for. Have you been trying to kind of coach them at all when you're, out, when you're out, when you're not able to practice or play? Are you yeah, trying absolutely. to say things? Absolutely. I, I try not to give them too much because they got a lot to, to process because they're just getting back in and getting these reps. And, uh, you know, it takes time and experience to just jump right into the fire and, and play in the, in the game. But, you know, they, they've handled it well. Um, I've been trying to do my best job on the side, trying to coach guys up. Uh, but we have really, two really good receiver coaches in uh, Coach Garver and Coach L. And they, they've been doing a hell of a job this season. And how about Brashad Perriman and the way that he's stepped up in recent games as well that I know Coach talked about a lot of it is just opportunities that you guys yeah. have so many weapons that it wasn't about guys not playing well. It's just there's only so many balls to go around. But what, what are his skill sets and what have you seen from him? I mean, he's, he's very consistent. Uh, he comes to work every single day, doesn't say a word, uh, <laughs> runs the most deep routes in practice. And, uh, you know, a lot of weeks he wasn't getting the ball. And then, you know, it finally came to fruition that, you know, with the come opportunity, he was making plays. Um, so, you know, we knew his ability already. We just – he just needed the opportunity, and uh, he's making the best of it. Awesome. All right, we still have plenty more here with wide receiver Mike Evans live from Hooters on Hillsboro. We're going to have more on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Welcome back into Hooters. We are live on Hillsborough like we've been every Monday, and this is our final show of 2019, which is so sad, but we are going out with a bang here with wide receiver Mike Evans joining us. It has been a blast. We've been talking Pro Bowl. We talked a little bit about Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination. Um, so for you, I, I wanted to hear 
the tight ends on the team, they, they've been asked, especially, we were talking about all the different guys that have had to step up with you guys being hurt. Uh, Cam and OJ have definitely had to, to play a little bit bigger role. And um, I just want to hear for you how cool it is to have so many different types of weapons and what you've seen that do for you of where it can open things up when you talk about how often you get double teamed and, and mm-hmm. people are focusing on you, what that's done for you of having not only other wide receivers but also tight ends that are such threats. I mean, our, our tight ends have been doing what they've been asked to do this year. Um, different, different, different styles. You know, OJ's a, you know, he's deeper. He can go a little bit deeper, deeper down the field. Um, Cam makes really contested catches, great red zone target. Uh, we can get screens to OJ Howard. He's so athletic. Um, but they've been doing what they've been asked. When they get opportunities, they make plays, and um, you know that opens up the, open up the the game plan for me and CG a lot. And, uh, you know, our, our other receivers and running backs as well, uh, they do a hell of a job in the run game, uh, blocking. I mean, I love our tight ends, and I love all our weapons we have uh, on offense. Yeah, and another one, uh, Justin Watson, he's, he's had a, a couple touchdowns now, the first of his career in these last yeah. couple games. Uh, what kind of a wide receiver is he and, and the skill set that he brings? I know people are trying to kind of make this comparison of he would be who would step in for you, that you guys are at least mm-hmm. similarly built. But, um, you know, tell me about what kind of a wide receiver he is and what he brings to the team. Uh, he. He, he does it all. I mean, really, he can play F, X, or Z. Uh, he knows it all. He's a really smart football player, um, and he improved so much from last season in just one year. Uh, just you know, he got in. He just got the experience a little bit. Sat back, plotted, came back. He had he was better at the line of scrimmage on releases. Uh, he caught the ball better down the field, making big plays. Um, he, he transformed his game a lot, man. He he works his ass off, and um, you know he he can play all positions for us. And uh, he's been making plays when we give him the ball. Him and Scotty both had, you know, their first touchdowns of their career recently. Uh, mm-hmm. And I always love how much is made of the celebration after <laughs> your first score. Uh, so tell me what you thought about each of their celebrations or lack thereof, especially in, in Justin's way. I mean, if you score a touchdown, you could pretty much do whatever you want. <laughs> but, man, Scotty's was dope. Yeah, Scotty's was I had cool. a He did the LeBron. Like he did the powder. Threw it up. That was that was fly. Uh, Jay Watts. Not so much. Uh, kind of kind of corny. <laughs> but he scored his first touchdown. So, you know what I'm saying? He's a little excited. He probably didn't have anything pre-planned. So his next one would be would be better. We'll, we'll work on it. He scored one last week. He did the same thing. He did the same thing, yeah. But we'll, we'll work on that. You're we'll going to work on it with him? Yeah. Uh, is that something you talk to guys about beforehand? Is that something you guys talk about in the meeting room? We, we talk about it, and we watch the celebrations and make fun of it. <laughs> or, or we say if it's cool or not. Uh, we haven't had many cool celebrations this year. So next year – we got to bring that swagger, man. We got to have a little. We have better celebrations, and that we we'll probably get more touchdowns. We have better celebrations. Yeah, and I was gonna say I haven't seen many of the uh, the group ones. You know, the ones that are coordinated. Nobody's for you guys. creative. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody it, has that swag. Next year, is this we'll, where you need to step up? Is this? Is this? But where I've you never will? been. I've always had my own like little choreographed thing, like a little boxing thing, or I already had some pre-planned, like the LeBron silencer or the Randy Moss. Some you know, I already have it pre-planned, but. Uh, I'm going to get something together with the receivers. we got to do something. Yeah, you've done a lot of different things. What, what has made you do that instead of just having, like, one celebration? Like, Cam always spikes the ball. Like, yeah. You've know, what, what you got to have a go-to. Okay. I mean, my go-to is my boxing. I, I duck, duck, uppercut. I see the head leave, and then I see it drop, and then I, su- I salute, and that's it. I like that. Where did yeah. you get that idea from? I love boxing, so I kind of just thought about it. And uh, well, D-Way and LeBron used to do something similar. I kind of took that spin off. And uh, made it my own thing. 
What got you into boxing? I know you are really a big fan. Mm. What, 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 how my long have you been a fan? My grandma uh, used to always take me to the you're, library when I was oh, young. I thought you were going to say your grandma <laughs> took you to the ring. And I was nah, like, nah. that's a cool grandma. My grandma, I call her Nanny Goat. <laughs> I've been calling that since she was two years old, man. She's she's awesome. That's but so uh, cool. she used to always take me to the public library. And I would always read boxing books about Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, and all these guys. And then I used to always get the tapes of, like, Sugar Ray Leonard and watch all these guys, and I just loved it. I just fell in love with it. Um, I never boxed, per se. I, I've always worked out boxing. I've had street fights and things like that, but that ain't good. Nobody should be fighting in the street. Man. But <laughs> anyway, I've always loved boxing since then, and now the UFC uh, is fairly new. Uh, I've, I've, I've liked UFC as well. So, I mean, those are true gladiators out there. That's why I enjoy it, um, but that's their profession. It's tough, but it's entertaining. Do you think that you could have been a boxer if you'd tried? Uh, possibly, yeah. I'm, I'm a good athlete. It, just, it would have came down to how well I can take all those punches for over those years. Uh, it's funny to hear I, a football player say that. I, you've already you've taken plenty of hits in your time. But that's, that's punches. From yeah. I'm a heavyweight. I'm a big dog. I'm not going to be fighting at you know, 147, that's 154. True. I'm fighting heavyweights. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. Nah. I, I don't know. I yeah. don't I don't think I would have fared too well. That's a, that might be the first time I've ever heard you say that you don't know for a fact you would have been the best at something. Because your competitive nature normally, you're just ready to say this. Like I never said I was better than like LeBron or anything in okay, basketball. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you could have you could have played basketball though. I feel like. Could you? Yeah. Do you think you you could have played in the NBA if you'd wanted? It's it's hard to say, but obviously the competitor I am, I'm going to say yes. Say if yes, I yeah. went to coaching, I mean, if I went to college and got that coaching, um, you know, I feel like my game would have transitioned well. You know, I was physical. I could have did everything on the court. Um, I don't know. I feel like I could have played the NBA. Definitely. Yeah. So what made you choose to pursue football as compared to basketball or any other sport? Man, it was just one of those – it was like a hunch from God. It really was. I mean, I wasn't even going to play football uh, until my, my senior year. My, my junior year, basketball season was over, and I was sitting in my math class, and, you know, I didn't – I told my friends I was going to play football, but I really was just playing around with them. I, I wasn't going to play. Uh, but then football class was the next period after my math class. And I'm just sitting there the whole time thinking, like, damn, should I go to football class or basketball class? I'm going to football <laughs> class. I'm playing football my last year. And, uh, and uh, you know, I went. All my homies was, was happy. They saw me walking and said, oh, we got Mike. And uh, I played. I got offers, but we went 1-9, and, and we were terrible. <laughs> no. They thought we were going to win state. You we were you terrible, was, but you thought you were pretty good, and not so much. It, it, it was still tough, though. Even though I played and I was getting offers in football, you know, I still had a lot of offers in basketball, and I was going to go to University of Texas to play uh, basketball. Wow! I really was. I wanted I wanted to play basketball so bad, but it was just like a hunch. I was like, man, Texas ain't in football. I was like, I could probably play. I could probably be a professional wide receiver. I said, I'm gonna just do it. And if I if I don't like it early on, then I'm gonna transfer. But then I fell in love with it when I got to Texas A&M. And then that's all she wrote. That's crazy that it was the the enemies too. That it was the two that you were considering UT and A and M. Like that just seems like that shouldn't even happen or be working here. They hate each other. Yeah. I, I don't get too involved because I got a lot of friends that went to uh, the, the University of Texas, and I had love for the University of Texas. I was going to go there, but uh, you know I'm an Aggie, you know, at heart now. So you know I'm rocking with my Aggies, but. You know, they, they really hate each other. Yeah, that's very true. I can vouch for that as well. Um, did you want to stay close to home? Is that why you were considering those two I, top schools? It was, it was about three and a half hours from Galveston, three, three and a half uh, from Galveston, uh, where I'm from. 
uh, it was farther, far enough, and uh, but close as well. So, you know, I had my daughter early on in college, so it was good that I, I chose a place that was close. Yeah, that's perfect. And, and I know that football clearly has worked out pretty well for you. I think you made yeah. a, a pretty wise choice there. But has there ever been a time when you have wished you had chosen basketball instead? There's not. A, there's never a time I wished I chose basketball. Um, there's times I've thought about what could have been, but I, I, I love this. I love what I'm doing now. Uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I know that uh, the the serious debate about basketball that you always get into of the LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan debate that yeah. everybody always has. I don't, where you I don't debate LeBron and Kobe. I debate, the, debate LeBron and Michael Jordan. Okay. Because LeBron's above Kobe easily. Okay. And MJ right. is. Okay. So, so tell me, Le- even, LeBron, Jordan, where do you fall on that on that side? LeBron. Without Ooh. getting into specifics right now, we'll wait until like the next, after the next break. After the next break, look at this. He's already our producer for the show as well. This is perfect. All right, well, I'll let him get all of his thoughts together for this argument about Team LeBron over here. We have one more segment coming up here from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Again, it's our final segment here from Hooters. This is the final show of the 2019 season, and we are going out on top here with wide receiver Mike Evans. And you know I cannot let you get out of here without talking about how much of a Harry Potter fan you are. This is one of my favorite things about you. We bonded over this, I feel like, when I first met you like five years ago. Um, Explain to people just how big of a fan you are. I feel like people, when I say that you're a fan, people don't understand. Like, if I need to go to sleep, Harry Potter is my comfort movie. <laughs> I put Harry Potter on. I enjoy it for a little bit. I just doze right to sleep. So you've uh, seen the movies. How many times would you say? There's, what, eight movies? There's eight movies. Collectively, I saw them probably like 500 times, probably. <laughs> That's incredible. Probably 500, yeah. And you said you think that you could name, like, anything in any of the movies I almost, I can name almost anything. I've been I've been watching them, too, recently, so I'll, I'll definitely it's know about fresh. the first the first four I, I just watched recently, so. I'll be real up to date on those. Are, are people surprised when they find out what a big fan you are? Like when they saw that you had a Harry Potter cake at your wedding, I mean, you got a Harry Potter tattoo. It's not that big of a secret now. Yeah, but like I when mean, people were first finding out, did you think people were surprised? Obviously, look at me. You know, people <laughs> people like the stereotype. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a big guy with tattoos. You know what I'm saying? I'm from you know a rough area. You know what I'm saying? They don't look like I'd like Harry Potter, but I love Harry Potter. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> favorite movie series of all time. The best movie series of all time. Highest grossing. Movie series of all time. Look at that. Shout out J.K. Rowling, <laughs> Rowling or Rowling. I don't know how, to, how you pronounce it. I hope she's listening all the way from all the way from England. Oh man, she's a billionaire. Would you Would you love to meet her? Would that be like one of your like things that would be uh, kind of cool? You're like, I, don't, I don't have to meet her. I mean, you read the books. I'm a good. fan. I'm a fan though. I yeah. don't have to meet her, but I'm I'm, def- I'm definitely a fan. If I did meet her, it would be cool. Have, have your Are you going to introduce this love of Harry Potter to your kids as well? Oh, they're already on it. They're already my on it. My oldest daughter and my youngest, they want to watch Harry Potter all the time. Now. All the time. They're yeah. in it. And uh, you have another kid on the way essentially any day now, right? Yes, ma'am. Congratulations in thank advance. You, that you. is awesome. And it is uh, going to be a boy. Are you pumped to be a, 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 a dad be of a boy, boy now? It's going to be a boy. got my first uh, young Evans, uh, the Evans gang. He'll probably, I don't know if, he's, if he should be a receiver or quarterback. Or what? Are you going to be pushing him one? Nah, no. whatever he wants to play, he'll play. We'll put him in all the sports early on. Obviously, if he's healthy and things like that, we'll put him in any sport and uh, see which one he likes likes better. Are you uh, a little relieved that you won't be quite as outnumbered in the girl world at home? I, I imagine there's a lot of pink happening. Nah, man, my, my girls, uh, they got my heart. But my, my son, we're going to be cool, man, but my daughters, 
They they on my side. Yeah. They on my side. They're on your side. Yeah. <laughs> How about when I imagine you, you are? You talk about you're this big guy and, and you have to be so tough playing football and taking all these hits, and then you go home to be a dad to these little yeah. girls. How does that? What does that do for you, especially during the season after maybe a rough game or something like that? How, how does that work for well, you? They, they always cheer me up. You know, after every game, you know, even if I have a good game, uh, if we lose or if I have a, a, a bad game and we win, I'm always critical of myself and my, and my performance. I can have 200 yards, and I'm still a little critical, like, damn, I could have did that better. I could have did that. And I am always, always do that for a little while until I go home. And then, you know, I see my, see my wife, see my kids, and uh, – you know, it just all that stuff goes out the window. I don't think about the negative anymore. Um, you know, during the games, they give me motivation like no other. If if I'm down, if I'm if I'm playing bad or something, I'll just think about my family and my kids, and uh, it'll wake me up a little bit. That's cool, and I, I imagine that it's it's awesome for you being a dad because you are so like gives you an excuse to be a big kid, which I feel like you kind of are to mm-hmm. a degree, whether it's the Harry Potter or you're into so many video games. Yeah. Uh, does that make it even better where you basically just have an excuse to to be a big kid again? Basically, yeah. We're, we're always wrestling. Uh, I'm always giving uh, piggyback rides around the house. Uh, I'm the tickle tickle monster or whatever. <laughs> uh, we, we're always playing, always. And uh, okay. it's a fun time. And video games, I know that's something you're real into. What are your big games that you that you play? Well, I'm a, I'm a, a huge Fortnite fan and uh, NBA 2K fan. This, this NBA 2K is not as good as uh, 2K19. 2K20 is all right. So but, uh, I've, I've been on that lately, but Fortnite is my favorite. Which one are you better at? I might be better at 2K. Fortnite's tough. It's tough. It's, it's really fun, but it's tough. Tough game. A lot of, lot of little kids, I call them sweats. They're little sweats. They, they play really hard, and uh, <laughs> there, there's some good ones out there. How are you, would you say, where do you rank on the team in terms of video game skills? Because I know there's other guys on the team that I'm are I'm very versatile it. in video games, you know. You know, like you said, I'm competitive. Uh, I'd be, I'm number one on this team, on the Bucks. I don't oh, know about okay. the whole NFL. But as far as all video games, I can play sports games. I can play Madden, 2K, uh, Call of Duty is what was what I used to be known for. Uh, it's my high-kill games. Uh, and Fortnite, yeah, I'm the best video game on this Nice, team. nice. How and about- I'm the best at, like, ping pong and, oh, okay. and all that other stuff, too. Basketball. Like that. any random game you're just Yeah, any random game. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about for celebrating Christmas on the team? It's got to be interesting when you're still season's going on and, and this holiday is just right in the middle of, of a game week. So how do you guys try to make sure you celebrate, whether it's with your teammates yeah. and, and the whole team and then your family as well? Oh, we guys are giving out crazy gifts. Um, each position group, they have like a secret center. Uh, the receivers is tomorrow morning, early as hell at 7 a.m. <laughs> I got to be there. I got my receiver something. You know, oh, can you hear this? Dang. I don't I think they, they're listening, though. I, I think it's listening. okay. No offense, but I hope they're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> I got them a little something. They're going to love it. Yeah. Um, it's not as big as what I did last year, but it's still cool. Still cool? It's still cool. Yeah, Scotty said that this was the unfortunate part about being the rookie on the team is that the uh, the monetary limit on these things is a little yeah. rough when you're still on the rookie contract. <laughs> yeah, the minimum for ours, I don't know if I should tell everybody this. But I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I think it's, it's 500 Nice. $500 for each, each gift you got to get for somebody. So, so that's yeah, the minimum. He was saying, he was, like, Man, it's, he was like, yeah, being, being a rookie in these things. And yeah. th- he also has to decorate your room, doesn't he? And, and it's a fine system. He decorated the room. He did a great job of decorating the room, though. Yeah? I think Jay White helped him and, and Ish helped him. Oh, good. Cause, yeah, he they did a great job. Alone. This was, like, probably the best the best year for the receiver room. It's very festive in there. Very festive. Yeah, yeah, you're a fan. I like that. Uh, how about for you, how you're going to be spending the offseason? What are the things that when you – um, kind of the way that it goes over the course of the off season, the way that you plan it out, and yeah. the way you like to spend your time. 
Uh, man, usually I love, you know, getting back to the offseason um, when I know that, you know, our, our team is out the playoffs. But this year, man, I just I'm, – I'm a little bummed that the season comes to an end, you know, especially with my injury. Uh, you know, I wanted to keep playing because, you know, we had a lot of momentum going. Uh, everything was falling into place. Th- things were going our way in these games, late, uh, late in the games. Uh, you know, I wanted to keep playing. Uh, but – you know, I'm excited for next year. I'm, I'm going to work extremely hard. Usually I take a lot, a lot of time off, let my body heal. But I'm, I'm kind of fresh right now other than my, my hammy being a little tweaked. But uh, I'm, I'm fairly fresh right now. I'm going to start working out ASAP. You know, I, I'm enjoying time with my, my newborn son and uh, enjoy, like, the Super Bowl, take a week off. But, you know, when February comes, I'm going I'm to start working. So do you think that could actually in some ways help you this offseason and being more prepared going yeah. into next season that you we'll will be fresher starting We'll off? see. I always feel very fresh uh, when I when – I, coming to the season, uh, but look, we're going to try something new this year. Uh, I'm going to hit it harder. I'm going to get on my diet plan a little bit earlier. I usually wait on my diet plan because I eat bad as hell. <laughs> I be eating, when I go to Texas, I eat Whataburger all day, oh, pizza, yes. wings, seafood, crawfish. I'm, I'm going crazy in Texas. First of all, so I love that. I, need I think to, you and I say it the same way. Do you say Waterburger? I say wa- I say Waterburger, That's but it's, what it's I've Whataburger. That's what I've always said, too, and I know it's Waterburger. It I'm is, so yeah. glad that you and I are but, both Texans and we both yeah, say yeah. it wrong. <laughs> Um, so well, we could do that, though. Yeah, it's true. We're Texans. We're mm-hmm. allowed to say this. Uh, how, do, how would you say the biggest things are that you've, you've changed or grown in since coming into the league now that you are kind of one of the savvy vets on the team? Like, take, finding ways to take care of my body. Like, I can't be eating all that stuff during the season, especially. In the offseason, it's, it's a time and a place for it. You know, my, my metabolism is, is somewhat fast. But, uh, you know, during the season, you know, I can't be putting all that bad stuff in my body. And I've been doing pretty good at that. You know, I've hired a chef. Uh, the last two seasons, and I've been the lightest I've been in my career. I've been able to run and last longer when I'm out there. You know, I can run a deep route, come back, and not be as gassed as I used to be. Um, you know, playing at 240, 245 was tough, you know, early in my career. Um, I couldn't get in and out of my breaks as, as much, as fast as I could can now. Um, I'm quicker now at the line of scrimmage. I'm not as strong, but I'm still strong. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, 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 I like, I like my body type right now. Um, I like how I'm feeling. Um, and that was that was huge, you know, getting the chef and just watching what I eat. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And and how about the, the biggest things you want to work on for next year? Uh, it's it's always yards after catch. I feel like you know yards after catch is about, is about one two, and you got to get a little lucky to be in position. You know, I got a lot of guys keying on me all the time, and a lot of defenses keying on me. But you know, I, I feel like I can be better in that aspect. Each year, I want to improve on yards after catch, and uh, you know the the couple drops here and there. And we'll close with this. we got about 30 seconds left. Uh, Chris Godwin, he found out he was making the Pro Bowl. What was his reaction? What did you say to him? Oh, He, he was excited, as he should be. Well-deserved. Uh, I feel that he should be an All-Pro. Him and Michael Thomas should be All-Pro this year. And, um, you know, I hope he gets that knock. He, he deserves it, even though, you know, his season was cut short. Um, he was very consistent, and he dominated this year. That's awesome. And, uh, well-deserved. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks to all of you who came out all year here at Hooters on Hillsboro on Buccaneers Total Access. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Join us next Monday live from Hooters on Hillsboro Avenue. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio, 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 St. Petersburg, home of the best Bucks coverage.